Hey, it's Jess Harnell, wacko from Animaniacs and Ironhide of the Transformers. I'm Amy Gumenick, known for Mary Winchester Hi, and Supernatural. Hi, this is Mark Wolfman, creator of Deathstroke and Bullseye. And Hi, this Knight. is Vanessa Marshall. I play Hera on Star Wars Rebels. It's Chris Sullivan. You may know me as Taserface. This face. is Richard Horvitz. You may know me as Alpha 5 from Power Rangers. Aye, 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 Zordon. The Power Rangers are in trouble. And you're listening to the Fandom Podcast. And you're listening to the Fandom Podcast. And you're listening to the Fandom Podcast. And you are listening to the Fandom Podcast. And you are listening to the Fandom Podcast. You're listening to Fandom Podcast because you know what's good. Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 164. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. This is our news roundup for the fourth week of April 2018. But first, joining us is the legendary anchorman, Nick English. You stay classy, Jeff, but not you, Brandon. <laughs> well, stepping on my lead there, we've got the FML update from Jeff Dumas. Hold on. Brandon is the classy one. I don't need, I can't stay classy. Whatever. Like four movies all dropped in 1%, including Black Panther. Really? Black Panther's now. You just literally lost like $50 million. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> All right, live from the Fandiverse, I am Brandon Ushio. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's that's big news. Stay tuned for the and the movie league update after this to see how much Jeff is still beating us by. That's how this works, right? Do you want to know? No, dude. That's that's what's called a teaser. They have to listen. They have to stay to listen for that. Oh, nobody listens to that. All right, guys. I think without further ado, we should jump into. The news, sponsored by Wendy. Head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast to find out more. Our first story today is that Superman, the Man of Steel this past week, he turned 80 years old. Action Comics number one came out 80 years ago in April of 1938. However, if you look it up the date in like the comic DB and stuff like that, the date is actually uh, June 1938 but it actually hit newsstands it's confusing so even though it says his birthday is not till june it was actually last week and in celebration of that dc did things like released action comics 1000 which is pretty cool i mean that's a i I think that makes it the oldest longest running comic in all history and it's kind of easy to do they also put the red underwear back on the outside that's the important thing well but the other thing that's weird is like i keep seeing like a thousand variants of this like, is there really like a hundred billion variants of this? Because there's a couple Probably. artists that I follow, and they're like, "I had the privilege of doing a variant," and I was like, "I literally, there's at least ten of them," and I'm like, "How many variants did they do of this?" Which, well, there were a bunch. Um, it's it's one of those seven ninety nine books. This is one of those Ooh. books that is not going to be like worth if anything. You to our episode last <laughs> week with Charles, where he's talking about books are expensive because they're rare. This one is not going to be a rare book. Because there were 9 billion copies of it printed, I'm sure. So, um, maybe Action Comics 1001. That's a palindrome. Maybe that's going to be more worth something because people are like, I wanted 1000. I bought 1000. I went in there and I was like, hey, add this to my thing because I like Superman. Not enough to buy his comics, but enough to like the idea of him. And I hear his current run has been pretty cool. But this is one of those giant issues with a bunch of different stories in it. And the underwear is in the right place on the outside of the pants. 
Well, I'm just looking and it says, okay, so we have uh, Jeff Johns, Richard Donner, Paul Dini, Jim Lee, Peter J., Thomas I., Patrick Gleason, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Tom King, Clay Mann, Jordy Bellinaire, Brad LaForge, Jordy LaForge, uh, Jean Luc Picard, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan. Wait, I didn't know they drew. Scott Snyder. Bo Jackson. You can't you Bo can't Jackson. forget Bo. Bo knows comics. Bill, Cl- Bill Clinton. Uh, O.J. Simpson. Shakespeare. Meryl Street. And Leonardo da Vinci. Wow. And no, no, DiCaprio. You read that wrong. Oh, DiCaprio. Yeah, I always get those two mixed up. Too. No, no. They, I mean, no, that, no, that was just sure, the short I'm, list. Look, look at the way it's drawn. I'm pretty sure it's a <laughs> da Vinci cover. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a... Uh, not Da Vinci. Nick, it's do caveman. You have any idea how much homework you gave yourself? Caveman. I have oh, a caveman no, I'm pretty version. sure it's Da Vinci. It's very clearly of a Truvian man cover. That would be cool. Anyway, um, and on that list wasn't even one of the artists that I follow. A couple of them were not on there. So I the am artist pretty formerly sh- known as Prince? No, it would be the artist known as Dave Dorman, who paints Star Wars mainly. So, you know, that's kind of cool. So he d- he does more Marvel stuff than DC. No, he does. Well, no, he does. Well, yeah, I guess Disney, Marvel. Eh, okay, sure. He well, see, the thing is, is like he doesn't normally do stuff like this, so it's kind of odd. And I actually didn't really love his version of Superman, so I didn't buy it for that reason. I mean, I love him as okay. an artist. I just didn't really love the his portrayal of it, so I wasn't uh, infatuated. So, yeah, anyway, there's a million variants of this. So, have fun with that. Yeah. So, yeah, got to gotta catch them all. Superman, <laughs> is that how this goes? Yes. Nope, yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, here's, here's an interesting bit of trivia for Superman. He was originally a bad guy. He, uh, Jerry. What? Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait, hang, hang on, hang on. He was originally a bad guy. I think I like mine better. Originally Canadian. (laughs) No, we'll talk about that in the next episode with We Stand (laughs) on Guard, I promise. So, um, but no, so Jerry uh, Siegel and Joe Schuster, who were the two nerdy creators of him, uh, they, when they were in high school, they wrote a story about a Superman who was a villain with special powers, mental powers. And basically it was an absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Kind of a thing. And then they ended up changing him, but here. Yeah. It's, it was Superman has quite the history of changes, but hmm, what do I want to go? Where do I want to go here? There's lots of, lots of trivia about Superman. Lots of retcons. Lots of retcons, lots of trivia. Um, one of the retcons, one of the things that people say, no, this wasn't it. But then when they looked at like closer things after uh, Jerry Siegel passed away, it looks like Superman was like a stand in for his dad, kind of, because his dad passed away just a couple weeks before the original draft for Superman came out, the original bulletproof version. Um, his dad ran a dry cleaners and some men came in and tried to steal a suit and held him up with a gun and his dad died on the spot not from gunfire but from uh, a heart attack but if you know here's the here's the argument if they hadn't come in and pointed a gun at him he may not have had the heart attack so some people said hey jerry siegel really wanted superman as somebody who could could have saved his father kind of a thing so 
lots of lots of interesting history about Superman. I would love to see a good documentary about like the Superman origin and where he's gone to and where and where he's currently at and see the through line for that. Anywho, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's Superman. Okay, I was just gonna let you sit on that one. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Do you guys remember the first time you came across Superman, or is he just that too much of a archetype in our civilization? So, I, I mean, my dad had comics of Superman. And he was always a part of my life, no. but I do remember specifically watching some like old, old timey like Superman cartoons. That were on a VHS tape that my dad got because he loved them, and it was you know the bird. It's a plane. I remember. I remember renting those from from the neighborhood video store. Yes, that, that's a that's. I forgot about that until you just said that. <laughs> yeah, we we I I watched those quite often. Um, yeah, and and to be honest, like in the surviving bit of my dad's um, collection of comics there are very few Superman comics left. There would have been a lot more if, you know, if they hadn't been sold when he was young. Um, if Mary would have left Chaz's stuff alone. Yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> but yeah, there, uh, there's, there's not as many as there definitely could have been or should have been, I guess. But, um, yeah, Superman's always been a big deal. I mean, you know, Superman, the movie came out when I was like seven, probably. I don't know. What did it come out in eighty eight? What when did the first one come out? Superman with Christopher Reeves. The first Superman movie came out in nineteen seventy eight. Oh well, it was two years before I was born, so it was always a part of my life. There, I'm thinking of Batman because Batman came out later. Um, so yeah, we watched eighty nine Batman. Yeah, eighty nine. That's yep. I had him switched, but yeah. So I mean, we watched superhero shows all the time. I mean, I was, I mean, it was it was an awesome childhood for that reason. So yeah, I I really can't think of a time that Superman wasn't a part of stuff. My okay, so my my mom, this was before like you could just go down to the local store and buy a superhero cape for your kid. So like we had my mom made like a superhero outfit for my sisters and me when we were little. And it was basically just a piece of fabric and that had two pieces of velcro like that you would attach to the back and then there was a belt that wrapped around the front so that it would attach in the back so it would stay on and it was just a like flat piece of fabric and then had a cape attached like sewn to it so you just put your head over it and she made one for wonder woman she put a little skirt on it and then there was one for batman and then there was one for superman too so i specifically remember having all of those as well and we would play superheroes as kids so yeah i'm pretty sure that there hasn't been a time that Superman has not been around for me. Okay. Huh. How about you, Jeff? Did you grow up in a house that was that was pro Superman or anti Superman? I'm going to make it those two. Those are the two camps. <laughs> uh, I would say pro because I had a lot of Superman toys. Like I, rem I think Superman might have been my first favorite. So, yeah, yeah. I I had a lot of super. I had a lot of crap with Superman on it. Okay. Well, and. That being said, Superman was Lena's favorite, too, because when I first started dating her, she had a Superman shirt. And when we first started dating, I was like, hey, what's your favorite superhero? And she was like, well, I really like Superman. That has changed now. But um, so that might have had a little influence on that as well, Jeff, because 
Lena was kind of Maybe. a Superman aficionado too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Superman's one of those characters who's who's just always kind of around. If anybody remembers, can tell us. Oh man, there was a the one that I rented a bunch had an episode with Crypto on there. Um, oh yeah, yeah, old Superman cartoons. If you could, if you if you remember those things, I uh, that would be awesome. All right, moving on to our next story is this one kind of this stays in the same DC Comics vein of discussion that we have and old DC Comics characters. Blackhawk, who is an ace pilot who fights for the Allies during the world during the Second World War, is getting his own movie directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, do you guys have any idea who 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 Blackhawk is? There is an episode of Justice, League, Justice Unlimited. League Unlimited that has them in it, and that's that's where I was refreshed of knowing about them. I do believe that there are a few comics that I read that had them in it, but you know, I mean, one or two comics, and other than that, it's just kind of cool. I think it is interesting, though, that I believe that this is kind of a smart move on their account, and I believe that it is because if they bring characters that people don't like have an obsession with then they can just like do whatever they want with them kind of like i mean not whatever they want with them but i think that a lot of the success of black panther was because of the fact that it was you know first african-american movie and all that cool stuff but a lot of people just didn't know much about him other than that he was cool and so they couldn't go in and nitpick every little thing about it and say oh well these people didn't have this or this didn't have this unless they were super, super, super nerd comic book fans. And so if you get more obscure characters like Iron Man was, I mean, Iron Man wasn't. Or a talking raccoon or, yeah, or a giant sentient tree. Then those are going to be very successful. You get it. You do Phantom 5. Because it's cool. Did you Did you say that on Phantom 5? I think you did. Yeah, this is exactly what I said on Phantom 5. That was almost an exact quote. <laughs> cool like i mean it's a really good point that you made there like that is i mean it makes sense like it makes perfect sense on why like dc they're like hey you know everyone's angry about batman and all of these shows and it's like well why maybe you shouldn't and wonder woman i mean i guess that was successful but a lot of people know about her i don't know it was a really good point well i think there are fewer people who know and care that much about wonder woman than there are superman or batman because think about think about all the arguments that you have about how luke skywalker was treated in the last jedi and you know seriously a lot of it stems from the fact that little boys grew up wanting to be luke skywalker and so when he wasn't how they wanted him to be in the last movie for better or for worse they were not happy about it yeah and with wonder woman you have a, a much slimmer portion of female comic book readers who grew up with the character. I mean, the biggest complaint that I heard from people were that there was no invisible jet and that she, you know, she wasn't American because they don't read comics. And they were like, Oh, the Linda Carter show. That was about it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even Batman and Superman. Okay. So everybody, I'm a huge Batman fan. Okay. Your entire understanding of who Batman is, is the Nolan franchise or, sure the dark knight returns comic batman the animated or, you know, series. i mean which which version of bat, batman the animated series yeah. or batman 66 which version of batman are you supposed to be true to because you cannot be true to all of them at the same time there's a lot of different ones and i mean even exactly you know, and so like 
the 80s Batman, Jack Nicholson, you know, all those. Same deal. Like, which one was your Batman? That's hard. <laughs> yep, and and a movie cannot be everybody's Batman. And I think it's worse now because superheroes are so mainstream now that there are a lot more people who are like, no, I really like the the Christopher Nolan trilogy. That is my Batman. If you change that Batman, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, you know, no, if you change the Batman who says no guns, that's not okay. No guns. But uh, very very clearly in comics, isn't it technically impossible to change your Batman? But they go into these. But the fans go into these movies saying, "This is this needs to be my Batman. If this is a good Batman movie, it will be my Batman." Mm, okay. And they'll I be, you're saying. and they'll be upset that the new movie isn't the same as what they love about Batman. See, and I, I mean, I like this whole idea. Like, I mean, you just blew my mind when you said this. On, I thought about it all day. Like, I was literally like, "This is such a smart thing." And so that's probably why I brought it up. I listened to a lot of podcasts today, so I'm sorry that I didn't give you props right off the bat. But no, no, you're you're fine. It was it was 45 seconds of (laughs) hey, here's the thing, and it really like stemmed a lot of thought today. But like even the X Men, I mean, think about that. So the X Men, we loved the X Men as. I mean, I did as kids, and we grew up, and that was a Saturday morning cartoon that was a huge deal, and most of the world was introduced to the X Men that way. And then they came out with movies that were subpar and they were the first of superhero movies and everybody was just so excited to have them. But they were obscure enough that, I mean, those initial two movies really got good reviews in a lot of ways. So, I mean, it's... And think about Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman in real life is about six foot three. Yeah. And Wolverine is only five foot three in the Yeah, he's a little dude. So... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of just things that, like, I think... I think as we've become more and more saturated with, you know, superhero culture, it, we've almost poisoned ourselves and we've, you know, like gotten to the point where it's like, well, I didn't really love, you know, Wonder Woman because her boost day wasn't as, bi- as big as I thought it should be or, you know, oh, her hair. Dog-a-dote's chest isn't as yeah, big. Her, yeah, that's, that was an argument that was really Her dumb, hair, Her hair is too there. long or, you know, like she has an accent <laughs> like okay <laughs> like <laughs> my only problem with her ex my only problem with gal's accent was that it forced all the other amazons to have it and some of them didn't uh, do it as well that makes sense natural as her that's my only complaint with, like i can see complaints with her accent only because because like, of that and then you robin know right just be can't robin right just be robin right <laughs> yeah but that's just me. but like a lot of okay so like a lot of let's say my generation like my generation our wonder woman was not 77 wonder woman like, I mean, a, a lot of it... It was Justice League Wonder it Woman. It was Justice... Yeah, it was Justice League Wonder Woman who, like, was toe-to-toe with Superman and, like, at one point beat him up. And she was just, you know, strong, awesome woman. Like, she was just cool. And so, I don't know. Like, it's 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 a really interesting thought experiment. And so, I kind of like the idea. Like, I think that they were probably trying to go that way with, like, Inhumans and stuff. They just failed miserably with that one but like i i mean when we were doing the early drafts of like what was supposed to be phase two or phase three or whatever and they had inhumans in there and stuff like that i think that they were trying to do that i think they were trying to get more like obscure stuff and then See, as that's possible got, i really think they were trying to get into the mutant storylines without having mutants and that makes sense like, that's too, what i but, thought with that but at the same time, you know, like, so. I, th- I think that that was kind of a thing. It was like, hey, you know what? We've got these characters that are popular. And so obviously there's something that's good about them and it might be intriguing to people. Um, 
I just think that. Well, and then let's take a step back from comic book movies too. This is Steven Spielberg directing a World War II movie. <laughs> I think I think mm. it's kind of cheating to call it a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah so it, I really, it really, it really. We want you to direct a superhero. Yeah. Can it be in World War Two? Sure. Find I, a character. I heard a point on another podcast about. <laughs> I heard a point on another podcast about Spielberg is that maybe the reason why Ready Player One was not as big a deal to, or Steven Spielberg directing Ready Player One wasn't as big a deal to the current generation is because the older generations, their Spielberg was Jaws and Indiana Jones. My generation is Lincoln and Warhorse. I guess that is true. You know, he's he's. He's not quite the same director for per generation, so maybe this is going to be a happy me- happy medium, happy middle ground. I hope. You no, know, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a. I mean, Spielberg is a great director, but as he's grown up, so is his storytelling. It went from being like the young protagonist who was off to have adventures to being like the dad, and I very much feel like and dads are boring. <laughs> So I, I feel like one of the I best characters in Ready Player One was Halliday. And I feel like it, that was more Steven Spielberg talking to the younger generation than like, and when I say best characters, I don't mean best written or best done. I I mean uh, one that felt the most genuine. And I think it was because Steven Spielberg was like, I know how to direct this guy because I am this guy. You kids get off your video games and go experience the real world. Spoiler. <laughs> um I think everyone knows you, 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 you were able to hit on the core point of the movie <laughs> kids these days. That is a good point though, Jeff. Cause like now that I think about it, like Jurassic park was 93. And in that same year he did Schindler's list, which was not at all a movie that was like, you know, and then after that he started doing more stuff like that. I mean, he won the, he won the Academy Award for Schindler's List. And so at that point, he was like, hey, I can do, you know, whatever I want. I can do, like, deep movies, not just action. So he did, like, flicks. AI and what was some other stuff that he did during that time? I think he did War of the Worlds, which, eh, okay. <laughs> like, it's like, I loved this as a kid. I'll do that one. So that might have been a passion project. But Lincoln's a good point. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I mean, he went on a run there for a little while where he was just doing a lot of stuff. That is a really good point. Cool. He did so, He did kids' um, movies, too, like the BFG and Tin Tin. Like, he went on a phase of that, too. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. And I, I'm trying to look and see if they have any superpowers. And it just looks like they're, uh, like, you know, nowadays the equivalency would be, like, SEAL Team 6. They are just a highly trained group of secret operatives accomplish specific missions and so i mean yeah you give that kind of movie steven spielberg to direct so that i mean and it's not just black hawk black hawk's the leader but it's the black hawk squadron and so it's a squadron movie i yeah yeah i think a rogue squadron sorry <laughs> i'm happy about that i'm excited to see it i'm excited to see that it'll be good and I hope there's some more nods. Like, I hope it's not a standalone. I hope there's at least a few nuggets of like, hey, Hydra or something. I don't know. But. Um, that would be a pretty big deal if uh, Hydra ends up attacking the Blackhawks. 
that'd be like a universe crossing event oh <laughs> sorry dc you're right <laughs> you're just thinking world war ii yeah I, I i get you i get you um well i was wondering right. is could wonder woman make a cameo that would be cool because oh, that's how D- that's how the dceu makes their money now is more wonder woman more wonder woman <laughs> Wonder Woman and other now now they're trying other female characters with the Birds of Prey stuff because Harley Quinn was made them money just off of merchandising I'm sure oh um, merchandising Putin all right our, so if you if you enjoy Steven Spielberg's works and you are reminiscent of that time period we've got another story about another director who really needs to think about what he says before he says it. All right, so James Cameron, he told the story of science fiction reporters at an AMC event that he's hoping will start getting Avenger fatigue here pretty soon. So he's like, I don't like these superhero movies, and I want Avenger fatigue, says the guy who is making the sixth Terminator movie and the uh, has Second four Avatar, Avatar movies. Yeah. 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 So he's got, yeah. You know, okay. The, you, I think you kind of just proved his point, though. How are you going to go see my big blockbusters if you're still spending all your money on these stupid cape movies? I, I, If I were a director in Hollywood, I would totally be like, enough with the superheroes until Marvel or DC said, hey, you want to direct a superhero movie? <laughs> you know, I would be like, look, I because it's probably it might be hard for a director right now to get work i don't know why i'm defending james cameron he hasn't done anything i've liked in a while so (laughs) what has he done lately i didn't care for genesis i what was his last one i never actually saw titanic oh i did i liked that movie i'm near i never saw avatar wherever you are you have the rights to that Oh, okay. Although well played, you're yeah. singing probably qualifies as a parody. Yeah, yeah. There, there. There's no. Uh, well, that's what I was hoping for. I mean, that's that's completely. Hey, can purpose. I use that? So anytime I sing the wrong lyrics, it's okay for me to sing the song. Nope. 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 No, it's okay for oh, Brandon no. to do it because he understands that uh, timing and he needs to keep them short. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at James Cameron's IMDb page, and he's got a bunch of Terminators. There's a RoboCop versus Terminator. There's Ooh, uh, wait, hold on, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> it was a video short in 2006. Oh. Um, yeah, there's lots. Bring of... up the Spider-Man script he wrote. He wrote a Spider-Man script. Yeah. Wait, there's going to be a True Lies TV series. Wow. It's been announced. Oh. He is literally doing everything that he's already done. Terminator, Terminator, yeah, Terminator. Like he, oh, Turok. He's it's a movie clip. Yeah, he's got things collaborating writer. That Avatar really Five. Attila, Battle Angel screenplay. So that's different. And that one's based that's off of the anime. Oh, yeah. He's so, literally done. So the guy who's getting real sick of the superhero fatigue hasn't done anything. Untitled original? Terminator reboot. Avatar two, three, four, and five. Two and three are filming. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't care. Yeah, so he's you know okay. I get what he's saying. He do, he does have a point when he says there are other stories to tell besides hy- hypergonadal males without families doing death def- doing death defying things for two hours and wrecking cities in the process. It's like so. Oy. So he just he just described Avatar. 
Yep. Yep. That's exactly what you know, he did. The main character. Um, okay. I, I know a lot about Avatar for never seen it. You know, his brother, he, he's the last of his brother. He does something. He, he does something adventurous by getting into the Avatar. He destroys the planet. Yeah. Uh, pot. Hey, hold on. I'm getting a phone call. Pot. Yeah. It's Kettle. You're black. I think somebody's just <laughs> well, getting mad when... because Black Panther's going to surpass Titanic in the boss office. I really just think that's it. No, I think someone's getting mad because Avengers Infinity War is about to blow up every movie he's ever made. <laughs> so, I mean, it here, here's here, here's another uh, here's here's another thing that is not doesn't fit that mold. So, okay, so he doesn't like the mold about the hyper gonadal males. That's a weird term to use, but sure. Um, when Wonder Woman came out, he was on the record of saying. Wonder Woman didn't do anything groundbreaking. It was not a good, strong female movie. If you want a good, strong female lead, you need to look at Sarah Connor. And he got Please a lot of Please remember, I made movies. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah, I think that he just needs to stop. I didn't realize that I don't like him as much as I do. <laughs> until this conversation. If, with Wonder Woman, he actually called it a step backwards for feminism. Your face is a step backwards. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your mom goes to college. All right. Just distracted. That's fine. Uh, in the so cracked d- had a video about uh, the James Cameron Spider Man. I put in the doc under the patrons list. It's pretty funny because a couple people reenact from actual pages they found, and oh, it's bad. Like Doc Ock thought he was Spider Man, but also called himself. Th- it's it's bad, but hilarious. <laughs> Um, okay, so you know what's really funny? Vulture took Cameron's remarks uh, over to uh, Kevin Feig, who they were like, what do you think about this? And, you know, he looked at it. And, you know, so in, in James Cameron's defense, he does say that he loves the movies. He says, don't get me wrong. I love the movies. But and so Kevin Feig's response was Feige. when they asked him, uh, he loves the movies. And then he had a grin on his face and he stood up pumping his arm literally he says that's awesome wow james cameron loves our movies that's exciting <laughs> that's awesome so wait a way to look at the at the silver lining there feige kevin Feige. feige Fog. i don't know why you Feige <laughs> like beige he's done enough interviews how, like beige how can you... no feige as in his last name is kevin feige he's done enough interviews and been introduced enough places it's you know what? Feige, Feige me. Ouch. <laughs> that was bad. I want to quote Argo. I want to quote Argo, but you'll just censor it. <laughs> what All does right. Argo stand for? Kids, ask your parents. Mom. Oh, I don't wait, think my mom would know that. To be honest. Ar- so Argo doesn't stand for something, but in the movie, Alan. No, that's not his name. Anyway, he has a really funny response to a producer about what does Argo stand for? And he says, Argo, and then words Argo, of won't let me say them. Do something to yourself. Yeah, that's the one. So, all right. <clears throat> okay, so that is James Cameron being all pissy that he's not in the spotlight anymore. I don't know how James Cameron, he's actually been in the spotlight quite a bit lately. And I don't know how he's wedged himself back in there because I think he's it's realized. Been positive. Well, no, the the last time that he was in, in the spotlight uh, was when he was talking about how he just barely missed the opportunity to get Jurassic Park. He, like, within minutes. 
uh, he 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 lost it to Spielberg within minutes. He said, "I'm he, glad he did." And then he said, "You know what? Spielberg was the right guy to do it because I was going to do a darker, more gritty version of it, kind of like the Predator. I was going to have blue people and aliens." <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So. All right. So that that's our third story. Our fourth story is that the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie will reportedly be Marvel's last or reportedly be Fox's last Marvel movie, their last X-Universe movie uh, until the Disney merger completes, which rumor has it that it's going to be uh, 20 late 2019, early 2020 when this when this happens. That is if all the legal ducks fall in a row, uh, we will know by the end of the month how Comcast is doing with their acquisition of Sky TV over in the EU because there are some regulatory hurdles over there. But Disney and Fox are pretty much acting like, yeah, this is a done deal. Uh, their their current CEO did a little town hall where he said, yep, this is happening. And then a little later after that, the news was dropped that Dark Phoenix is going to be their last Marvel movie that they do. Uh, what do you guys think about this news? I'm I'm just pissed that Dark Phoenix isn't this year. <laughs> okay, so it was my movie. Dang so it. I think on the Fandify view also said something about Deadpool three will now be pushed back because of that. Yeah, right? so I mean, I, I mentioned that, or just that, like that the idea of one. it. Being, I'll be yeah, yeah. I'll be fully upfront here. That was not one that I saw any firm like oh Deadpool 3 was going to come out at this time and now we have to wait for everything to finish but if you look at the the spacing between the Deadpool movies it's going to have to wait a little bit now if they follow the same spacing between Deadpool 1 and 2 sure uh, in order to get everything done by the time Disney acquires it because Bob Iger who's the Disney CEO said no we're completely fine with Deadpool we we love his irreverent banter and we're gonna let him stay him and we'll so they were see. going to keep doing it. We'll see. Because if because if I say anything else, fanboys will hate me. And I will receive death threats. Yeah, probably. Sadly. He's not the CEO of Disney. I, I think he probably has more security than the president of the United States. Oh, I'm aware. And I just like it on the record. I do not plan on setting Bob Iger death threats over the fate of Deadpool. I am not that attached to the character. Yeah, I'm sad that I wasn't just able to saying. go see that this week. I did not have time. See what? Deadpool 2. Well, congratulations because it doesn't come I out. I thought it May. came out this week for some reason. Huh. No. Oh, wow. It nope. got pushed back. Oh. There's a little indie it movie coming to... out called Infinity War. Oh, that's right. So they didn't release it. Well, Deadpool got moved before Infinity War did. Oh. Uh, Deadpool got moved from to the June to May. Oh. For some reason, right? I thought it came out this week. But... Yeah. I'm not in the know with that as much as I should I th- be. <clears throat> I don't know why. There are some podcasts I listen to that are saying, I can't believe Deadpool and Infinity... They might be in the same boat. They, for some reason, thought Infinity War and Deadpool came out in the same week, and I just want to say, nope, that's box office suicide for a superhero movie. And here's the are thing. I feel like the whole, Fox, the whole Fox moving of movies completely had to do with their Disney merger. And the way that both of those studios had movies that moved around the same time, I feel like Disney was like, you know what? We're out to buy you. We shouldn't be competing with you that hard right now. And so they so they uh, cooperated together and coordinated together and said, okay, my movie's coming out this time. When's your movie coming out? Okay, let's do our movie this time. Or maybe they're concerned that James Cameron's correct. 
and uh, I don't think Disney's concerned with anything James Cameron has to say. <laughs> well, if they're like, oh, if all the superhero fatigue is going to happen soon, we got to shove in Deadpool sooner because James Cameron's right. We're gonna we're all gonna stop liking Marvel movies, right? Well, I honestly think James Cameron is right, and eventually the superhero bubble will burst. However, I think it can last another week. <laughs> okay, another Are week. You sure. As much as I, as much as I wish Infinity War were on my slate, and I don't want to support it because Nick, it's going to essentially give Nick the victory in this game. You don't want to support really it, but you Infinity had to buy a theater full of tickets. I only bought a fourth of it. I only paid for a fourth <laughs> of it. So Super Troopers Two is what I confused Deadpool Two with. No, I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm okay. just kidding. I didn't. I, I <laughs> which is the second biggest crowdfunded movie of all time. That's awesome. That it comes in right behind Veronica Super Mars. Super Troopers. That's so funny. That movie was huge in high school, and I liked it, but I wasn't obsessed with it like everyone else was. Like I was like, yeah, that was funny. All right. You did. I have never seen it. Right. It was, it was, it's... it was basically like. You know, just the funny movie that everyone thought was hilarious, and it was rated R. So, oh my gosh, you guys are watching rated R movies when you're 15, or whatever. I don't know. You hung out with rebels, Nick. Those were the friends my mom didn't like me hanging out with. But see, I call those the friends my uh, my mom doesn't know I have. Sure, sure. (laughs) Now she knows. She just doesn't she know doesn't their names. Thanks, Mom. Also, she doesn't. Also, <laughs> she approves of all my friends. I think. I I agree. I approve of your she friends. Hasn't a- she hasn't actively. I was just I was just about <laughs> to say she hasn't met me yet, and then I realized. Oh wait, wait, she has. Um. Well, you'll meet her Saturday, Friday. I got when we're seeing the movie mixed up. <sighs> <sighs> are we still talking about James Cameron? What are we talking about? No, no, no Dark I, Phoenix. So yeah, any yeah, any other uh, Fox Marvel? I could be okay with. I'm okay with Dark Phoenix being the end of that era. I it seemed like it was kind of a miracle it's getting made at all. So it's I don't know why it just seems like after Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix was not really meant to be. But however, I I can already hear Ryan commenting <laughs> something about Dark Phoenix. But yeah, I'm okay with it being the last one. Uh, Let's it, give Jean Grey a break. Bang. How many times does she have to die? Hey, there's my wolf. Well, we have to At reboot it again. More. I actually like the current cast. <gasps> what if? So I hope that they continue using them. What if the Phoenix? What if the Phoenix bursts a hole in the universe, and that's how the X Men join the MCU? No, I'm pretty it's sure. Really d- it's a really bad idea, <laughs> but what if that happens? If that happens, then I will agree. Yes, the superhero bubble has bopped. Has so, bopped. Um, the Russo brothers actually said that if they get the chance to introduce the X-Men to the MCU, the way they would like to do it is by starting the Secret Wars. That would be cool. Which would make a lot of sense because you can just bring in characters from all over the universe and mix and match things and because transportation and stuff, right? Yes, yes. What? I don't know. Then I was we saying black words. suit Spider-Man. Black suit Spider-Man. We could get a lot of cool Spider-Man's stuff. black suit's hanging out with Superman's black suit, okay? Yeah, because that works. Just <laughs> like just like me having the black <gasps> okay, hawks with the can... Hydra. 
Yep. Can someone draw me like a picture of a superhero dry cleaner and Spider-Man sitting there going, I'm sorry, I think you gave me the wrong suit and whatnot. It, <laughs> it's like actually a pretty Superman cool. Suit. Giving him the black yeah. Superman suit. Jeff, I would say I'd do it, but I just don't have Hold time. Hold on, I gotta go. Well, if I go become a patron, you have True story. to I'm gonna patron my own podcast. That way to force you to draw pictures for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quite it's it's a quite the level. So if you want to do that, I I fully encourage you to do that. Yeah, I can just take my, I can spend my money and launder it within Patreon and then use it to buy Funko Pops for a podcast. It's the perfect scheme. <laughs> you then give wait, away. Wait, wait. That we that we then give away for. But you get a hold of it in the meantime. It. Yeah, that plan's not very good, Jeff. We'll figure something out. All right. Uh, those are our four news stories. If you want more fandom news, head over to anchor.fm slash fandom five. We've mentioned it a few times during the show. I just take five headlines a day and throw them up in the news when work and health are cooperating with me because I usually record those during my lunch breaks. I also use that as a platform to test different recording methods. I've got I've used my microphone. I've used just my phone itself. It's kind of fun to do. Um, You've used just your phone. Yeah. The past like week has been just my phone. Just talking to my phone. Oh. So That's pretty good quality. Pretty much everything without, you, yeah, yeah, pretty much everything. I, I have not been able to tell. Good job. All right, so that's anchor.fm slash fandom five. Keep up to the keep up to date with the fandom news that way. All right, guys, we are going places and doing things. Yeah, people said we'd never go anywhere, and look at us, we're going places. Uh, Wasatch Comic Con this weekend, April twenty seventh right. and twenty eighth. We're going to the mall where we buy our comic books. <laughs> Guess what? I picked up today. Our Infinity Action War Comics tickets. 1000? No, that oh. was that was on Wednesday. That was on Wednesday. <laughs> I picked up I picked up Infinity War tickets. I am holding them in my hand right now. Dolby Atmos, Avengers Infinity War. So if so, those are those we're going to have some to give away at the show. Uh, Jeff wants you to come up and whisper sweet nothings in his ear, which he considers to no, be hell no. Hydra. Hold on. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Well, don't just give them permission to whisper anything. Here's the thing. I'm I'm actually wondering how this is going to work. Because, first off, I fully anticipate and kind of expect Ryan Green to do it. Uh, that just seems well, like now he has he's going to do anyway. But, yeah. I'm, I'm curious if there's going to be someone who comes up to me. I want to whisper in your ear, but I don't <laughs> want to. Or, That's okay. You can just make a scene with me. The other thing is, is you're a rather tall individual. So if you're, like, short... It's kind of hard to whisper in your ear because you're pretty tall. So it's like somebody's going to get like a chair and like stand up on it. You're like, whoa, what are you doing? You just walk away and they're like, dang it, I missed my shot. I couldn't get up there to whisper it quickly. This is what I'm picturing. (laughs) That could be the way that you make the scene on a chair because you're trying to whisper. Yeah. And what I wanted them to say to me, which I doubt anyone will do, is the passcode for the shadow. So the shadow knows that he's part of his 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 clan. Where he says the sun shines, and then I would reply, but the ice is slippery. Because the shadow knows. Well, you just I gave know. him the answer. If they're a part of the Fandomaniacs crew, they can say that to me, and then they'll we'll know that they're part of our intricate group of informants. I, I kind of like the idea of giving them a riddle, and if they solve it, they can have a ticket. We can't do that now, though. It's With way black too, and white and red all over. Quick. Maybe not a ticket, but. So I don't know. We only have a couple of these tickets. We've got we've got four tickets, and when they're gone, they're gone. And we're not telling you until after you make a scene. Just saying. I think no. 
Okay, I th- I think once they're gone, we should announce on social media. But if you don't check social media, it's your own fault. Yep, yep. Um, Deal. Jeff just wants you to keep whispering sweet nothings in his ear. I see the pattern here, Jeffrey. What? You want people to whisper into your ear. I actually don't, but I'm confident enough that no one will. Fandom maniacs, or- challenge accepted. I had somebody ask me today what Charles looked like so that they could jump on his back. <laughs> well, look at the episode. The episode that Charles was on. The The artwork has his... The first uh, one, not the second one. Picture. The first one had... Oh, the news, the news episode from last week has his we should on it. We should post... It has that picture. We should that post Nick just made. a picture of him that says, have you seen this man or something? Jump on his back and just put it in the Fandomaniacs. The day of. <laughs> I think I'm going to try That's to do funny. that. That would be hilarious. Jump on his back. Okay. Or we could just do the same, All right, the same so, picture that was from The Office where it's like, have you seen this man? He's he's a sex criminal or whatever that is a exact replica of Dwight Schrute and he goes around hanging up all the pictures of himself. Do you remember that episode of The Office? It was pretty funny. Nope. Never watched The Office. Jim, Jim does Jim does a trick on on uh, on Dwight and, and he says, Dwight, there was some guy that did this or whatever and so dwight comes up with this ingenious plan to have pam draw a picture like a, an exact description and it's basically a picture of dwight but he just has a mustache instead and it, and dwight doesn't understand that this is what's happening and he's just on a mission to find out who this person is <laughs> that did it and so he goes around and just starts handing out flyers to everyone saying this man is a sex criminal he's a pedophile or whatever and he posts them all up in the building and they're just everywhere. <laughs> and it's just a picture of him and he just doesn't he just doesn't get it. It's pretty funny. It's really funny. <laughs> I did I did watch the uh Office Revival movie that just came out. That was pretty I I wouldn't say funny. I know, say an Office Revival movie? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, they cast uh, Emily Blunt in with John with uh, the guy who plays Jim. You did not breaking news. Breaking news: A trailer for Venom. Just yeah, dropped. because there was all that leaked footage, like a real, a real trailer. It was all the leak, leaked uh, footage at CinemaCon forced Sony to drop a trailer. That's the news right there. So, by the way, my joke was in about association a quiet place. with Marvel. In association with Marvel, but not that Marvel. But there, it's always it with in association really with Marvel, dumb. but not the Marvel films. So, um, okay, yeah. So that's Wasatch Con, April twenty seventh to twenty eighth. On the 28th, we are doing a live recording at Wasatch Comic-Con at 11 a.m. Sorry, I forgot <laughs> what time it was at. Um, I put it right there. It's in the notes. Look, live show on the 28th, 11 a.m. Oh, my we gosh. We all die. He's right there. Underlined. <laughs> hey, look, right there. So, yep. Uh, live show on the 28th at 11 a.m. Come see us. Come participate. We're going to have an audience mic set up. It'll be fun. And then if you are interested in podcasting later that day, at five o'clock and six o'clock, we're going to be doing some podcast workshops uh, at Wasatch Comic Con. So, oh hey, I guess this is the time we should plug what panels we're going to be on. You and me, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. You you, you go for that, <laughs> Jeff. While uh, I'm looking up the panel schedule. Hey, why don't you go ahead and go first while I look up the panel schedule? You know what? Since we're both looking up our schedules, Nick, I'll go can first. you go first? So at uh, Wasatch oh, Comic Con, I will be on the panel. Oh wait, I'm not. 
the panel where you and Luke are. I will be live recording this episode. An ep- oh, not this episode, but an episode of uh, the Fandom Podcast at 11 a.m. on the 28th. That would be Saturday. Um, so come and join us, and uh, you'll get to see Jeff's amazing, beautiful beard that gets caught in microphones. And you'll get to see the oh, the One overgrown time. Asian. What's, what's funny is the, the listeners don't even know about this yet. The overgrown Asian <laughs> in all his majesty and glory, and uh, me. So, good luck with that. And Nick will yep, be there. I'll too. be there too. All right, that's Saturday at eleven a.m. Friday at one o'clock. I'm going to be on a panel called "Conspiracy Theories in Pop Culture." I think I'm going to be the heel on that panel because I'm the one who doesn't believe in any of the conspiracy theories, but I know a bunch of them. And so, well, here's the thing: it's being moderated for, by Chelsea from Nerd Dome, and she—I don't know if she's serious or if she can just play real easily, but. She is hard believer in Earth is flat. Chemtrails are making frogs gay and stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's nuts. Yeah, yeah. This, she's this will be fun. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna ha- have at it. I, I think everybody on the panel but me believes in lots of conspiracy theories. So I'm gonna be like, well, because of science and you should you should or talk about how like Hillary Clinton is who will be like or something, and then just. Like come up with something that is random. Wait, that's actually one. Never mind. Come up with something that is. Wait, <laughs> that doesn't work either. Because I was like, come up with something that's come, not ooh. true. Come up with a conspiracy theory. Come up with a reason why Nick wasn't on any panels. Sure. Come up with like this obscure reason that he's like. I don't know. The Illuminati planned the schedule for for Wasatch Con Friday at. Two o'clock. I am going to be on a panel called "Changing Races from Comics to Movies." I'm actually moderating that one. Uh, so okay, I have one request: when it's okay and when it's not, you at least have to say "All y'all look alike" once. Just that's your challenge. I, you know what, you know, Nick, I need you to come to this panel for me. Just tell work you're sick that day or something. I need you to come to this panel, and then I need <laughs> to you to have a question. Uh, yell that out, and I excuse have me, somebody sir. Dressed as security. Can I? Can I just say all y'all look alike? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I I won't say that. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, Friday at two, Saturday at four o'clock. I will be on the mini- minority representation in comics. So eleven a.m. on Saturday, one and two on Friday in the panel room. Uh, four o'clock on Saturday, and then in the panel room, and then five and six in the workshop room. On Saturday, yeah, I think I said that. You're doing back-to-back podcast panels. Yeah, one is one is called starting a podcast, which is a beginner level. Where I've actually got an expert who, for like the past 20 years, has been teaching. For I don't know how long he's been doing it. For the past while, for the past little while, he's been teaching people how to craft their message for their brands and things like that. And so he's going to help. And then he's been a podcaster. He began podcasting, and so he is going to help pod podcasters find their message and craft it and shape it the right way and then i'm going to cover some of the technology so it's more for beginners on like what should you talk Dude, about you should talk to him and then right after that we're still trying to figure that podcasting out so. tips right <laughs> yeah so i'm going to start out the advanced podcasting tips like okay what do you guys got for me because mm-hmm. i started a podcast now what wow All right. i did not nearly stretch i didn't stretch myself nearly as thin as you did yeah i, I yeah 
I only got two panels, not counting the podcast. So I'm going to be on that conspiracy theory in pop culture. Don't know what I'm going to talk about, but you hey, need to come up fun. with a, 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 a oh, that's right, you are on theory. that one with me. Yeah, look, I'm right there. Uh, at three o'clock on Friday, I'm going to be on the getting started as a comic fan, how to find the best books and not get overwhelmed panel. So that'll be fun. Probably, I hope. That's cool. Yeah, please, please be fun. And hey, then I'll be on with Bonaduce. Bonaduce. Asked, asked guest uh, Richard Bonaduce. All right, our random fandom we will be talking about later this week is We Stand on Guard by Brian K. Vaughn, which is a little book about uh, Native American water rights. Sure. See, I read it. That's, you, you can tell I read it because I know the Native American part. Yeah? Just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh by the time you guys hear this we will have already recorded about that so what we need from you especially our patrons is not not your comments on uh we stand on guard but what you guys want us to cover next tv movie comic or book so you can send that into feedback at fandompodcast.com you can go to the fandom maniacs and and suggest something there and if we get a couple suggestions maybe we'll do a poll in the facebook group and see what you guys think uh we're also on twitter at FandomCast, i think those are all the things that we've got upcoming so i just want to say thank you for all the support you've given us uh we're closing this thing down no i'm just kidding um no we we really appreciate we're the done. support you've given us i said we're, we're done it, it's over we're this is the last episode we're not even doing the live show anymore Jeez. well yeah this is the last episode we you know we just Wait. told you about a live show but uh i didn't get yeah, this news did you guys decide this without me oh oh Oh, yeah. We decided that episode 164 is going to be our big finale. We're like, 164 is This is, is not number. even funny, guys. Um, like, no, this no, no. This is no. not funny. Uh, we... Just throwing that out there. <laughs> right. It also might not be 164. Nope, it is. Okay. <laughs> Until all next all time. Right. All, right. all right. All right. So if you guys want us to continue going on, continue supporting us. We, we really appreciate the support. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast, support us there, use our affiliate links in the show notes, or you know what, just join the fandom maniacs group on Facebook. That's a free and easy thing to do. So we would love to see you there. Fandompodcast.com slash group will take you there. And until next time, not funny guys. I'll see you at WasatchCon. Hail Hydra. May the fandom be with you. So James Cameron has said that he quote, uh, that he's hoping we'll start seeing, well, quote, hoping we'll get, no, I can't read today. I just cannot read. Wendy is one of my favorite patrons. What? Don't you? Okay. Like that's sweet and all, but you shouldn't play favorites. It's, hey. it's like asking a parent who their favorite child is. But you know what? They will always say, no, no, I have no favorite, but they actually do, right? I get told I'm the favorite a lot. <laughs> it's because you're the only one left, Jeff. Whoa, that didn't... <laughs> in the house. Let's just move, let's just move in on. The house, let's just move on in the house. In the house. Like, wait, is Lena okay? <laughs> What's happening? Yes, Lena's fine. <laughs> Don't know about the state all right, of your other first... sibling, but all right. <laughs> you just saw them saw yesterday. Today. So. Yeah, but that was like yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he all had right. a long drive. Our first fandom new. <laughs> Are you, are you guys done? done? I guess. Done. I'm sorry. My beard is stuck in my mic. There it goes. <laughs> I knew that's something. I don't know how that happened.
but I started with pulling away and my face started hurting. <laughs> that one has to go. Let's start the show. Of all time. <laughs> Welcome to the Fandom Movie League Week 15 update. It is the week of April 22nd, and here are the scores. In time, we will know what it's like to lose, but we'll be back to that later. For now, in third place is Nick with $169 million. In second place is Brandon with $159 million. And in first place is me with $654 million. Coming out this week, it is time. The most expensive movie of the draft, Nick's all-in movie costing him 149 fandom bucks, Avengers Infinity War, comes out this Friday, April 27th. On another note, several movies' score dropped this week, including Ready Player One for Brandon, Wrinkle in Time, and Pacific Rune Uprising for Nick, and, what is the most shocking in my opinion, Black Panther. Also to note, Fifty Shades has reached its max box office. And as always, if you want to follow along, you can go to fandompodcast.com slash fml18.